welcome to Recovery from Fragmented Families podcast. This podcast is dedicated to you, my wonderful listeners and subscribers who have been affected by family estrangement. And now you are on your own personal journey of emotional recovery, inner healing and self-worth. This podcast will cover all aspects of family estrangement and will help you uncover the deep-seated reasons of why people choose to cut ties with their families for good. The conversations will not only inspire you, motivate you and educate you, but will also serve as a guide to a life of fulfillment free from anger and resentment by activating your inner strength of resilience and transforming your mindset. We can't wait for you to join us, your amongst friends. So let's get started on this journey. Hello guys. So for this week, I have my amazing guest. Her name is Titsi Mutiti right and she is amazing she is a wealth coach as in she coaches women into sorting out their finances which is goes beyond money and it's about the mindset but anyway I'm not gonna do her injustice by speaking on her behalf because I believe she can be able to tell you herself what she does I've been I've been on our webinars I've listened to many of our talks and she's literally amazing and the reason I have her here is because I know that when we go through family estrangement, we don't just go through family estrangement and that's that. We're normally, there's wider consequences and ramifications to that estrangement, which also include things like your money, will writing, and things that perhaps we don't even think about once we're no longer here. So it's really, really important to have somebody who's in the domain of the money and the finance arena to give us a perspective of what to do when you're estranged from your family. So Tissy, please introduce yourself. Hi, thank you, Marion, for inviting me on this platform. Thank you so much. It's such an honor. Um, and I think the topic of family estrangement is so important. Um, until I met you, I didn't even know about this phrase, family estrangement. And it's amazing how we can all go through it in one way or another. So I think, you know, you talking about it and making it, you know, visible to people is, is, is such a great thing. So um, well done you and, and thank you for having me. Um, well, thank you. So, <laughs> um, yeah, oh, and thank you for the support attending my talks and things. Do you know what, I learned so much from your talks, my dear. After one of your talks, I was like, that's it, I need to write the will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a big one yeah yes yeah. well um yeah as you said I'm Titi Mutiti and I'm a wealth coach I'm also an investment manager and I have at least about 13 years experience in the financial services sector um my roles range from building investment portfolios for clients um that's in the wealth management space to supporting high achieving women to really improve their relationship with money and create the opportunities and the real wealth that they desire in, in all aspects of their lives. 
Um, and I'm super, super passionate about that because I, you know, my journey into finance was not straightforward. I didn't wake up one day and say, I want to be an investment manager. I want to be a wealth coach. I joined financial services as a secretary. So I was supporting a team of investment managers at the time. And I had really very little financial knowledge um, except how to use cash because I grew up in Zimbabwe and it's a cash economy. So, you know, you get the cash, it goes, you, you spend it and, and it's gone. So everything about loans, debt, you know, credit cards, I didn't know. I didn't exactly, I didn't understand it. Also, my parents had passed away when I was quite young. So I, I believe I didn't get the opportunity for them to at least pass on what they knew about finances. So I was really feeling my way around and as I was getting to, you know, or starting to build my career in yeah. financial services, I was making so many mistakes, like, you know. Me too. So, so <laughs> I was making so many mistakes, but not really realizing that they were mistakes. It kind of felt normal because I felt that's the way things are, you know. It's, it's weird, right, that we make these yeah. mistakes at the time that don't even appear like mistake. We just... I guess we're going with the norm and I suppose a lot of people around yeah. us will be going through the same thing exactly. and we don't actually think we don't actually think it's abnormal until you learn yeah. financial literacy and you're like oh boy what did I do yeah exactly and you know for me it ended up being me being in a lot of debt for reasons that weren't really bad you know I was trying to be good and supporting people and helping people but also I think you know as I'm talking, I'm thinking and, you know, thinking about the whole family estrangement, the fact that I had left home in itself felt like a bit of an estrangement. And for me to be connected with people back home, I, I did feel like I had to really do my best to support them. Mm. But what ended up happening is I was giving more than I had. I was literally giving from a cup that was half empty, empty. and going to empty you know, uh, instead of what I tell, try and get people to do now is give from a cup that's overflowing. Because if yes. you can give from a cup that's overflowing, you can look after yourself and the other people can also uh, benefit from that. So for me to flip that around, it took a while. Yes. Um, but I did get to the point where I felt like enough is enough. I can't deal with this anymore. I was really being weighed down by debt. Yeah. Um, and then I started implementing what I had learned because I'm, I'm, I'm studying and doing the exams, you know, and, mm -hmm. and getting to know the sophisticated stuff about wealth. And um, yeah, that's how I started on this journey of uh, yeah. becoming a coach and showing people that you can, yeah. in a way, have the best of both worlds and do the things that you want to do and build the wealth that you, yes. you desire. And yeah, it's not so too late. It's never too late. It's never too late. Um, you know, when I came into the industry, I, I was old. Normally people come into financial services straight out of university yes. in their sort of early 20s. I moved to the UK at 28. I think I was 28. So yeah, so I was in my 30s or just getting into my 30s when I got into the industry and yeah. I had no knowledge. Uh, I think my daughter now has got more knowledge than I did when I stepped into the industry yeah. in 2007. Um, yeah, so I, I was also a late starter in this whole yeah. financial knowledge and literacy game. Oh, 
that's really yeah I think sometimes we feel like we're late to the party but yeah. then I realized that the party's been going on for centuries and this oh, yeah. takes me back I remember one time we were talking you said when you're in one of your offices that you were one of the institutions that you're working at you came across the world that was written 150 years ago and I was like hey are you like yes people write wills for their great 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 grandchildren can you tell me a little yeah. bit more about that yeah, it was it was a sort of a will trust. So a will that actually had a trust in, you know, wrapped up in it. So from that will, a trust deed was created. And this document was actually a trust deed. And it was basically set up by someone, you know, in the 1800s, um, you know, with what seems like a small amount of money now, you know, something the equivalent to a thousand pounds, but back then was a, a lot of money. And that money was set aside, you know, ring fenced, for their children and their children's children and their children's 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 children. Wow. Um, and this was 2008 when I am basically doing the filing at work <laughs> and I come across this thing. And yeah. when I looked on our system, I'm like, oh, this money is still alive today. Absolutely. Um, it, was, it was mind blowing for me, you know, how someone can make that decision which can then impact people for basically decades to come. Decades to come, yeah. It um, reminds me of that analogy where they say you can plant a tree today. You might not, you, you're not going to get to sit under the shade of that tree, but your future generation will and will appreciate. So sometimes yeah. it's about planting seeds that we don't get to reap the fruit or the benefit, but our, our legacy, our lineage yes. does, right? Yeah. So I still believe part of us is still living on through those people definitely yeah. yes absolutely yeah. and actually and when you talk yeah sorry go no, on carry on sorry. <laughs> I was gonna say it's actually when you told me that story I was thinking actually I need to speak to Tissy about this because that kind of ties in with the theme about writing wills about fact that you know if you're stretched from what kind of planning do you need to put in place to secure yourself mm. and other people how can you begin to grow a bit of wealth especially if you're strange from your main family and there was part of it your income was intertwined and now you're not there anymore but then maybe you're estranged from somebody who traditionally took care of that particular role of the finances so what now do you begin to do i i you know i believe this one i'm predominantly maybe for women sometimes as you know as women we tend to take a step back when it comes to financial planning uh, yeah. right so if you're estranged from somebody maybe even a husband for example who took traditionally that role then what's going to happen that kind of situation yeah yeah no it is a big one i um I've been fortunate uh, that in my in my dual roles, I've come across women who are actually taking control, um, and it tends to be the men sometimes who um, are sort of you know letting the woman deal with um, the, the the household finances. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's it's great to see that this. Um, this narrative is changing or these these roles are, are shifting and I think there's something to be said about history and the way we've been socialized that men are the ones who should know about money I think yes. it actually puts a lot of pressure on some men mm -hmm. so um and you know and, and I know we're talking more from the female angle but you know when family estrangements do happen you know I have come across instances where it's the man who really finds it difficult to deal with the financial, you know, his mm. finances basically, because it's been the wife who's, or, or the woman 
in the household who's who's been doing that. Um, yeah. yeah, and I'm the biggest scenario when it comes to estrangement that I come across in my work is divorce. Um, oh yes, you know. So and, um, yeah, so with with divorce, it's yeah, it's depending on who has been managing the money first of all. Yeah. Um, there's issues there because one partner might not be aware of everything, and we mm. see this even play out in the media. You know, when oh, yes. you have high-profile cases um, in the media, it's normally the typical. It's the the man who was making all the money, the woman. Um, the woman um, was the one who was, um, you know, not engaged with the finances. So um, yeah, you get to see these scenarios play out where maybe certain assets are not declared. People oh, yes. don't know also, but I think the most important thing is people don't know what they're entitled to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're sort of rushing around to figure out you know, what, 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 what am I owed? Well, not really what am I owed, but what am I entitled to? Who do I speak to? And it mm. becomes a really stressful situation on top of an already stressful situation. Situation, absolutely. Mm. So I was going to ask you, Tissy, um, do you have a, um, um, a story of estrangement yourself? Um, you know, considering that the people listening to you, they've gone through family estrangement. Um, have you got a story of your, of your own in terms of family estrangement? Yeah, um, I have to say, I don't have anything that's been completely earth shattering and, uh, and, and continued till today. But um, I think at different stages of my life, there have been estrangement and more so brought on by, by me. Um, I've you know, I'm very determined in what I want to do. And sometimes I've had to actually shut people out um, and be the person to say, I actually can't deal with this right now because, Mm. you know, I'm for for where I want to go and what I'm dealing with, I can't have this person around or or talk to them or just deal deal with the, the issues. So sometimes I have had to, you know, create that distance and say, no, I can't. Um, None of the family estrangement has actually impacted me in a financial, in a financial way. Yeah. Um, And I think that's goes back to me having to grow up quite early after losing my parents. So I've tried to be as self-sufficient as I can. Um, But yeah, that would be the the first example of, of family estrangement. And then I think on a wider level, um, growing up, you know, uh, in, in, the, in the African culture, you, you're all kind of very close yes. as family and there's the extended family and cousins who are, you know, call, you call them cousins, sisters and cousin brothers, that yeah. sort of thing. Um, and I come from a really big family, but as people developed and sort of moved to different places, you lose mm-hmm. touch with yes. people. Um, and that has been one of the biggest forms of family estrangement that I found where you are no longer connected with people who you should be connected with Um, purely because maybe people's paths have taken a different direction or yeah or or life just happens and it's very difficult to make those connections again especially 
after decades because most of the time it's when you know when you're young you hear about these people you meet them later on in life and mm -hmm. you know some people want to you know really engage but the emotional you know the, the emotions that come in with that you know I, I find myself sometimes I can't connect with the people yes we mm -hmm. might have some sort of link yeah but like you know and having the interest in wanting to do that deep dive and get to know you and spend time it's um yeah it's 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 a heavy it's a lot of work it sounds like work. you find it quite challenging yeah 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 definitely yeah, yeah i mean it's it not like a personality thing <laughs> <laughs> that's true that is true and yeah. i think sometimes it's um i think the, the general distance that that grows as well and yeah. um we kind of just lose touch of a period of time so at least you with your estrangement it's not because there's been a rapture somewhere where there's an intense sort of um you know toxic dynamics that were interplayed yeah. to cause the estrangement so at least in a way there's still a window for you to go back and sometimes if two people choose to make that connection it's never too late because there yes. wasn't a big anatomic bomb that was dropped in the in the midst of mm, of mm. the estrangement it was just kind yeah. of gradual almost like tectonic place just kind of separating going their own way yes. to do their own stuff yeah. so yeah. with no malice in there yeah and I, I'm, yes. I'm pretty sure a lot of people can identify with that I mean I'm pretty sure I've got loads of first cousins I know I have loads of first cousins but I can't yeah. say I'm in touch with all of them um I, I think I probably maybe even 40 is a big nut more i'm sure if someone's yeah. listening they'll be like no man there's lots of us <laughs> i know there's lots of us but from what i can think of in my head yeah it's probably that number so i know what you mean and some of them i, I don't really even know to be honest because again like mm. you i grew up in the uk where my family tradition comes from east africa so and some of them are still there uh, some yeah. of them are in the uk but the ones who are here fine i do know the ones in still left in east africa yes i do know some of them but others no and there's yeah. no there's not hurt feelings they're like oh my god they don't it's just that we don't know each other like that yes yes yeah, yeah, <laughs> I hear you. yeah. so what i wanted to ask you next next is that um I was quite interested in, I know you don't normally do will writing, Yeah, you tend to advise some more on um, the other aspect of um, wealth management. Yeah. But um, I tend to look on a broader scope of um, the, the 1975 Act of writing a will and who can inherit your money, say if you mm -hmm. don't have a valid will, um, mm. who can make a claim against your state. Now we know that mm. if you depart from this world, I mean the one thing we know for sure for 100% show TC. And I can't tell you if it's going to rain tomorrow, right? Yeah, you might do. But the one thing I know for sure is that we're all going to die one day. Yeah, right? Indeed. Yeah. That is like, we're going to die. Even if I live to yeah. 100, I know I'm going to die. So yeah. what is the legacy I want to leave behind? Now, I know I'm estranged mm. from some of my family members, right? Now, part of me is thinking, do I want some people I'm estranged from to make a claim against my will, uh, my, my estate or my property once I'm gone? So there's somebody out there who's estranged and they might not even thought about writing a will. But little do they know that under the 1975 Act, actually, the person they're estranged from can actually make a claim against that will. Not everyone has yeah. got specific clause of who can, you know, yeah. an ex-spouse, um, a child, etc. They can make a claim. So how mm. does one begin to navigate this world of planning things like will writing? Yeah, it's um, 
Yeah, it is all in, in the planning. And I think I would start off by saying, get clarity. Um, even when I coach people, that's the first thing I talk about clarity. It's, you know, the very first step, be clear as to what it is you want to happen with your, not just your money and your wealth, but also if you've got children, who yeah. is the person who's going to look after them? Because a will does cover a lot more than just your money. I think we focus a lot on the money side, but you know, if, if you are the, a caregiver mm -hmm. to somebody who is gonna take over that, that role, um, it's also important because of, you know, last wishes. Um, you know, in my household, one person wants to be buried. I'm very happy with cremation. Yeah. Um, but we're having these conversations amongst ourselves and yeah. the wider family gets involved when, you know, you, you pass away. So um, that's, that is the, the benefit of the will. So the first thing is just to be clear, open and honest with yourself, talk mm -hmm. to people, and then definitely, definitely contact a, a solicitor or, or a will writer because yeah. they'll have standard questions which they will ask. And those questions get you to think. And it's interesting that you're asking me about wills today because I'm mm -hmm. literally, my husband and I are literally finalizing our wills. Yeah. Um, and I had a will before, but because I got married in October last year, mm -hmm. my will is null and void because yeah. my circumstances have changed. So I have to redo a new one. And I didn't know that, um, but obviously there's oh, all really? these rules, like when you get married, you know mm. your property some of it becomes joint etc um because i thought i've done my will and that's it i'll never have to worry about it again yeah. <laughs> so and even in us doing our wills it's mm. been really complicated because i have a daughter mm -hmm. he has no children you know what will my daughter get so he wants to give stuff to his family it's just um yeah oh, i can see but, that you know, so there's all this stuff. So the clarity. So I've actually literally had to go through this whole clarity about what do I want um, mm. when I pass away? Who is going to get it? And initially I had a long list of people mm -hmm. and slowly it's kind of reduced. Mm -hmm. And I've thought about how maybe I want to pass things down um, on to the next person. And all those, all of that came by talking to a solicitor. Wow, um, imagine that. And so, them asking questions. And some of the questions are like, well, why, why are you asking me that? Yeah. But it, it, all, it all comes into play. And um, when you have that level of clarity, then I think when you encounter estrangement or experiences, mm -hmm. it's a bit easier to make quicker decisions. But normally I, 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 well, I tend to find that people who have, who have or are going through an estrangement because it's so stressful, yeah. because it's so complicated yes. thinking about later on in life mm. which adds to the stress and the complication so they, they shy away from it they do shy away from it uh, but I always say you know at one point at some point or the other we are going to depart from this earth yeah. and what a better time than the present to start to put those future planning in place exactly. and also I think from what I understand is that if you do live say for example I've got children, so it's easy for me to write my will. Uh, I've got children, uh, my husband and I, so for, for me, it's not very complicated. Um, but I'm just thinking there's other people out there who are estranged, but they don't have children. They're not married, mm. right? They've got, they, they are by themselves, essentially. Maybe they, they've got, they've formed amazing friendships, which almost work like families. 
but and they could be in a position where they have accumulated assets and properties right and in those kind of circumstances if they depart from this world and they have they haven't got a valid will there's a thing that the money well this is strictly uk based uh, so mm -hmm. i know i've got listeners um from all over the world at this point um people listen to me so i think it's different for each country and each rule yeah. but i know in the uk that when somebody passes on and they cannot trace family members or completely alone, the money goes back to the crown, right? Yeah. Which I think that is, is, true, is yeah. yeah, it's known as bon um, uh, vacantia. I can't say it. bon vacantia okay. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't yeah. know. You know more than me. <laughs> Ask me about <laughs> investing and I can tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah that, which I'm about to get to as well. So. Now imagine someone is estranged and um, now they need to learn how to invest and maybe to take financial charge, maybe to increase an income because now they may be apart from people who they're typically um, tethered to financially. So how yeah. does person begin to invest? What does this look like for them? Yeah, it's, 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 um, it's a, a big task, but it's not impossible. Mm -hmm. um, and the first thing is to start with what you have. Um, yeah. Investing isn't for everybody. No. Um, and I think being, again, being very clear on what you're trying to achieve, if it's a case of um, you, your income has reduced significantly, mm -hmm. um, look at your expenses first, look at your expenditure and really get an, a, a good idea on how much it is that you need to have as income. Um, and are all those expenses necessary? Because with it, with all of us, when there's been a big change, you know, we always have to make a bit of an adjustment in the yeah. in the beginning. Um, so that's that's the first thing to just look at our costs and see where we can potentially cut down. So at yeah. least you're not putting a lot of pressure on yourself right at the beginning. Yeah. Um, and then from there, it's looking at the sources of income that are coming in. Um, can you actually flex those a bit more so you can get more out of there? Mm -hmm. um, and then investing is, is one option, but there is risk to that. Um, there is, the, you know, I, I always say to people, if you're thinking about investing, it must be money that you are willing to lose. Not that yeah. you're going to lose it, but yeah. it could happen um, that, that you lose your money. Um, and before we even go to the whole thing about um, you might lose your money, ask yourself, are you ready to watch your money go up and down over time? Yeah. Because when we invest, it's not, it's not all about up days. There will be days, weeks and months yeah. where the value of your investment is going down. And if, you are, if, you, if your risk appetite is very low, chances are you'll take your money out at the wrong time and then yeah. you'd have lost. Um, and then I guess, you know, for this sort of platform and, you know, it's important to think about not just investing in the stock market, but investing in yourself. Um, Absolutely. Could it be that maybe starting a business um, mm -hmm. is a way of bringing in money? I know some businesses are cash hungry in the beginning. Um, but yeah, thinking thinking outside the box, I think, is is really important. But there are definitely ways of um, increasing one's income over time. It does take time. Yeah. Um, 
and you definitely need the a, a, a lump sum enough to kind of make that income meaningful yeah um, yeah because i was thinking that sometimes the most common estrangement believe it or not is adult children who are estranged from their uh, their parents mm. which means sometimes some of those parents would make the decision to cut out these children out of their uh, property and assets mm. right which means traditionally especially in the uk sometimes people there's such thing as generational wealth where you leave the generation the younger generation and so forth but in the areas of estrangement for the people who are very um savvy uh, in terms of the property and assets, they tend to use that. Put it, they just cut people out of their will, right? Yeah. And it's your will, you can do as you must. Yeah. So from what you're saying is that somebody who maybe once perhaps was thinking at some point down the line, they might inherit a lump sum from maybe their parents or grandparents, and now they've been completely cut off. I think it's great for them to think about learning how to invest and alternative ways to increase their income, just a way to have something so they can create for their children. Because how generational wealth work is that I get it when I'm long gone, I pass it on to my children and so forth. Yeah. But what, 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 when the estrangement happens, it basically cuts that. Yeah. See, the, the, yeah. chain, the chain of command Sorry, my phone is ringing. The chain of command or the, the, the train is now going this way. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and this no. is where you need to start your own thing now from the beginning, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And that's um, when you come in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, it's um, definitely you can't rely on somebody else as well. So, yes. you know, my thing is, we have to all become the designer of our financial future yes. uh, and not just wait on, on somebody else because you, you don't know what's going to happen. And I think for young people, especially if they are, you know, kind of sitting on their hands and waiting for the next generation to pass on wealth, the thing I would say is, um, yes, it might happen. And if it does, that's, that's fantastic but you also have to have the knowledge to be able to maintain that wealth so you can pass it on to the next generation. Because Absolutely. we've seen in, you know, you just have to look at people who won the lottery, how mm. a lot of them end up, you know, with no money within five years. Yeah, they said, yeah, I received this story. They always end up yeah. broke. And it's true because yeah. I would say you are the same person with a hundred pound and the same person yeah. with a hundred thousand. For me, when I had to become financially um, financial literacy after going through a whoopla myself, I realized that even if you bring in hundred pounds, if you really wanted to save, you can save it. But okay. I had to get in that mindset that no, it's definitely yeah. doable to do. Because often you hear people, I'll start saving when I have this money coming in. I'll start saving yeah. when this, I'll reach a particular goal. We're always waiting. It's yes. the same concept with inheritance. We're always waiting until when I get that job where yes. I earn this amount of money. But actually, if you start now, it's going to be so much easier later. Um, yes. And I, I went through that as well, you know, when I was starting out in this country and mm -hmm. it was always about, I need to get another job so I can get more money. And what, But I was doing the same thing with all the money. And when I was getting more money, I wasn't paying off the debts. I was just spending the money and getting more debt. Mm -hmm. um, now that I've kind of flipped things around and I'm no longer, you, you know, 
um, dealing with those habits and that mindset. Yeah. If I do get more money, it's literally going into savings. It's literally planning yes. for the future. I'm now thinking about, do I put it in my pension or mm -hmm. do I put it in savings or if there's yes. something that I really want, I'm saving for it over time, as opposed to just going and, and, and buying it. So it's really important to get those habits yes. in place very early because, you know, it's, it's a classic case that we see all the time where someone yeah. inherits a lot of money and, and it disappears very yes. quickly. So be able, you know, get the skills and get into the habit of using using what you have now mm -hmm. and maximizing that so that when you do get the extra 5,000, 50,000, half a million or whatever it is, yeah. um, you can actually utilize it um, and, and make it grow and pass um, it on to the next generation. Compound interest all the way. <laughs> yeah, indeed. It's all, yeah. it's all about time, maximizing the time. That's the biggest asset we yeah. all have. Yeah. I think another thing that um, which ties into this about um, family estrangement and stuff and when it comes to planning certain things is also about getting things like life insurance, uh, mm. which I find a lot of people don't have life insurance. Yeah. And in a situation where if you're estranged from your family members, I mean, again, I always go back to the one thing that's guaranteed that we are going to die one day. <laughs> sometime we can live to 100, sometime we can go driving down the street you just never know the odds exactly. out there. and during know. a pandemic well what can i say right so yeah. it's not going to do any harm by having a will written for example if you don't have a will say for example you're not uh, your money's not on point and you've got children and um, now you've died but the children that you do there's no way of even meeting the cost for your funeral for example mm. but sometimes it's just a matter of getting a um sorry life insurance policy that includes a funeral cover which takes away a lot of the stress for example once you're gone because these are the kind yeah. of things that stress the remainder family members out if you don't have it in place once you leave yeah yeah and these things could cause further estrangement for those people who've been left behind because there'll be infighting confusion arguments you know, because of a simple thing that could have been done years ago or put in place years ago. So, yeah, I completely agree. Think considering life insurance or even just a funeral policy in this example would be much better than not, not doing anything at all. Um, there's also other insurance policies that people can um, mm -hmm. take advantage of to help them through any unexpected events, you know, critical illness, income protection oh, yes. as well. Um, you know, there's, there's a whole range, um, which, you know, sometimes makes it even more confusing for people so they don't even bother because you have to think, when you're talking to people in insurance, they will give you the, you know, the, the full suite and then you're kind of trying to decide which is the best one for me. Mm. But certainly having some form of insurance in place is is worth it um, because we really don't know what's going to happen down the line and you know it's I mentioned true. divorce earlier on um, mm -hmm. so many couples have been caught out because maybe one had insurance the other didn't um, you know and and just having that level of protection just gives you peace of mind I think it's, yeah likewise with the will it's mm -hmm. sort of a weight lifted off your shoulders once it's done um, and with insurance, you know that if the unexpected happens, 
you've got a bit of breathing space. I think that's the most important thing that it gives you breathing space Definitely. to work on, okay, what are the things I now need to put in place now? How should yeah. I maneuver now yeah. that this thing has happened? You know, now that this person has come out of my life, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. Um, you know, and your point about passing on to the next generation when we die, an insurance policy is also a way that people do pass on their wealth to the next generation. It's kind of like you're saving for yeah. the next generation. And in that policy, you actually state who you want to pass on the, mm. either the full amount or parts of it to. Yes. Um, yeah. And depending on how that's set up, you can actually get it written in your will, etc. But mm. it's all of these things you have to seek advice. And it's also really important that you yourself are clear from the outset what it is you want done and that you've thought of all the different scenarios because life happens. It does um, happen. And it could be that the person you want to pass on your wealth to might not be there by the time you pass away. You know, we've seen it where children die before their parents. So of then what's, what's the next stage? Mm. Um, yeah. Wow, so that that's just another another complexity, another layer of complexity rather mm. on these situations. So, yeah. what is it? Thank you so much um, for that. And so, where can my listeners find you? Well, um, you can find me on Facebook or Instagram at the Wealth Conversation. Mm -hmm. um, also on my website, which is www.thewellconversation.com. Um, yeah, I check the DMs and yeah, I always respond to people. I'm also on LinkedIn, but that's yes. under my personal name, which is Sitsi Mutiti. That's P S I T S I. Yeah. And my surname is M U T I T I. Yeah. I'd love, to, I'd love to hear from your listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put all your details in a um, in the show notes. So Perfect. there'll be click. Um, so you guys were listening. You can be able to find her. Now I have personally attended quite a few of uh, Tissy's webinars. They are incredible. She shares a uh, lot of wisdom in terms of how you can just get your finances in order and how you can even begin to invest. Now, one of the things that I do have, I believe, we only have multiple streams of income, mm. and um, actually especially during the pandemic actually anytime it's better to have multiple streams of income I'm sure you can agree yeah. with me on that one definitely, definitely and I realized last year when we went through the pandemic not only I had a multiple streams of income last year which made the whole pandemic seems like I was kind of just breezing my way through and mm. I realized because I didn't have the financial constraint or the stress that went with alongside what other people is experiencing because not only I was working for myself I was also working with it for the local authority or local government rather and that made it, it was almost like I was insulated. Uh, it, yeah. That's the best way I can describe it. Yeah. Obviously, you had other stresses. You live in a home and you've got children, they're homeschooling. There'll be that kind of stress, right? <laughs> that one you cannot yeah. avoid. Um, but the stresses that came to do with finances, they were really minuscule at the time. Yeah. Because that was not our experiences. Um, but obviously, normal life experiences at home with three children and a husband. The children, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really my view that money is really the, it should be the smallest part of what we worry about in life. There's so much, there's so much more um, that is really important. If anything, money is just a byproduct and it's an yes. enabler for us to yeah. do the things that we want to do, 
um, and live the lifestyle that we want to. Yeah. The moment we create this heaviness around it, it yes. really does become a chore. Um, and it's simple steps that people yeah. should take, which then can just, you know, allow them to breathe through. I also found it quite in, in the beginning, I felt a bit wor not worried, but guilty about it that people are losing their jobs, they don't yes. have savings, and I'm just here kind of enjoy signing up to courses. This is how I met you, you Mariam. You know? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we met at the beginning you know, of the year, honestly. Paying, yes. Yeah, paying, paying so much money for, you know, a, a course and doing all these things and investing in my business. And yes, like the money's flowing and, and other people are, you know, are, are struggling and everyone has got different reasons and different paths that they take. Um, that they that they're on so um, you know you can't make sweeping judgments but it's it's amazing how when you just follow you know the path of those who've done it before and mm -hmm. just are very clear on what you want in life it then allows you to just make certain decisions which will help you when the unexpected happens Absolutely. and that's what we all experienced in um in during the pandemic, you know, we expect we experience the unexpected. And whenever oh, yes. I do a presentation, I've got a slide that says, expect <laughs> the unexpected. <laughs> that is true to expect the unexpected. But you yeah. know what, I, I believe sometimes if we don't plan, if you're failing to plan, you're planning to fail, right? Indeed. And this is many aspects yeah. of our life, including our finances. Now I have yeah. to say, Although money is not everything, but certainly during a pandemic, uh, for those people who lost their jobs, I'm pretty sure they'll be like, now nah, at this point, I can do with those coins coming in, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. And definitely. it can add lack of money, especially in a home where there's children, it can create an additional layer of stress, mm. which often does kind of foster the environment where there's a friction yeah. between parents uh, to make things yeah. a little bit worse but of course as we know when you take now if money sorted out i'm pretty sure there'll be something else we yeah. know this yeah 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 i think a lot of it is does boil down to our habits with money and our mindset um i found people who are very you know who do have a, a relatively positive relationship with money mm -hmm. can navigate the unexpected because some of these people have been bankrupt um, yeah. And they've managed to come out of it again. So it really is about the individual, you know, and and about the individual saying, yes, I want to take control and be the one who makes the decisions. Yes. Why I always say, you know, that phrase that I said at the beginning, commit to becoming the designer of your okay. financial future. It's in it's in your hands. Um, yes. And it again, it's never too late. Like what we said in the beginning, it's it's never too late. Um, I made a lot of mistakes. Um, I could have continued down that road, yeah. um, but I decided to change and decided to kind of take control and change the narrative for myself and my family. And well, that, not only that, that has worked for me. Not only that, you didn't just change the narrative for yourself and your family. Now you're helping hundreds of women to change the narrative. Yes, now I'm helping for themselves. Yes. yes. So you turn what you mistake into purpose exactly and um yeah and thank god i did it's been it's been so rewarding so far um and it's it's amazing to see how 
whole family's lives can change just by a bit of guidance. But sometimes it just takes one person in a family, that's all. Just one. Indeed. And yeah. that's it. What is it? Thank you so much. I cannot thank you enough. <laughs> and uh, so Thanks guys, for having me. No, it's been my pleasure. And I know we speak so much and it seems our interview here is a little bit more like proper formal, but on a regular basis, we're just like, hey, how are you doing? <laughs> yeah. So, but thank you. And um, so guys, don't forget to hit up Tissy. And if you got any questions, ask her by all means, you know, she's very responsive in our DMs. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you. Yeah. Thanks very much, Mariam. You are welcome. <laughs>